Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiology and nutrition professor, and I'm a bodybuilder. Fortress Fortney here. I'm a former editor at Muscle Mike International, former competitor bodybuilder, and powerlifter. And this is Phil Stevens. I'm a powerlifter, strength coach, Highland Games athlete. I run Strength Guild in Topeka, Kansas, and LipperHope.org. And you're back. You're back from California. I'm back from California. Yeah, went out and had a good time. So had a had a two day seminar at a gym in Hercules, Hercules CrossFit with uh the wonderful owners Lisa and Brian. Had a great time. Um good. Yeah, had a good turnout. A lot of people learned a lot of things. They got some great reviews of how, how well it went. They uh we went over squat bench and deadlift on day one and they have a PR bell there and I don't know how many times it rang that day. And then uh end of the day I hit my opener for my meet that's in two weeks, so that, that went well. It is. 635 deadlift, pretty darn easy. So, what are your, uh, what's your goal? My goal is just 700. Mm-hmm. This is the first meet from after that surgery. So, oh, no kidding, yeah. I'll be totally happy. That's, yeah, that 635 is the most I hit, uh, most I touched since then. So, if I can hit 700, I'll be totally happy. And, uh, mm-hmm. then, uh, day two was Olympic lifts. So, oh, I went see. into them mm-hmm. and, uh, that went well. A lot of Q&A and just, uh, yeah, had a great group. So, how are you at the lifts, Phil? Are you uh, are you rocking, I, or are you more? I am like, <laughs> I am like uh, a mix between. Oh, there's pizza. Oh, pizza already. Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm a mix between a, a whale out of water, and uh, I don't know what else. No, I'm I'm okay at it. I, it's all power versions for me since the hip. Yeah. Um, like squatting, I'm okay with, but it's that. That fast bang, you know, land in the hole really lights my hip up. Oh, so yeah. uh, I power everything now. So, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I coach my wife and I'm a coach several other lifters. We've got an Olympic lifting team here. Um, it's just yeah, I, it, it hurts a lot to do the, the full lifts myself. I mean, I can right. catch a power and then squat into it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We we're I was just having a conversation about how some people it. Olympic lifting is so skill oriented. Yeah. There's actually this one kid at the gym, and uh, you know there were a couple of guys standing around saying that he's kind of smug, and but he's smug because he has a lot of skill, but he's mm-hmm. very thin, and he's yeah. almost of the opinion that this isn't about mass, this is about skill alone. And it's like, oh, listen, yeah. it, you know, yeah, you're going to go through a progression at some point where you get the skill down, the bigger boy yeah. is going to move more weight. I mean, yeah, know. and that's that's exactly why, you know. In America, there's the big push in Olympic lifting for it's all skill, it's skill, it's skill, it's skill. So, well, we're, we get beat, you know. <laughs> right. And there's no, there's no steroid for skill, so uh, you can't take a pill and all of a sudden get really except, technical. Except for attending your seminars. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But uh, no, yeah. At, at some point, yeah, you got to get strong. And you know, Mark Repto talks about this a lot that it's that uh, Olympic lifting isn't a great way to get strong. It's a great expression of strength. Yeah. Because at a point, once you're technical, you're always just throwing the lifts. You're never using a load that's really taxing you that uh, 
that, that can really make you stronger at, at a certain point once you're technically there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, yeah. yeah no, well, Rob, that's like you always say, even with the uh, with other kinds of strength sports. You know, a bigger man, you know, is stronger. I mean, you're, you 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 mm. grow big because you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. But I suppose on some level, the opposite's always also true. You have a ton of muscle mass. You can you know, once you learn to engage it properly. I'm not saying you know any. Well, I think come I up think it's not properly. You know. Yeah, but. I think I think it's more a question of if you have a ton of muscle, you know, it's it's you can certainly make that transition to expressing the strength that potential oh, yeah. it has if you that then properly train you know the supporting nervous system. There you go. Right. Which, and I mean, look at shot put. You know, there's a reason those guys are like 350 plus of jacked, like big. It, and they're throwing a 16-pound ball. You know, they spend a lot of time in the gym getting strong. But uh, and then they go out and express that power with you know speed and. Uh, well, both you guys say mass moves mass. You yeah. know, and it. I can see that. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that all you got then from the seminar? Any other? Yeah, that's it. You know, I went in and I don't know. My squat's going well, better than it has in a long time. I hit 575. Two days ago, and it was stupid easy. Oh, so, nice. That's real. Um, nice. That's going to be, that'll be my second. I'm going to go for six, which will be the first time it'll, on this hip, it's going to be real good. So, so what did you just hit, yeah. hit the gym? 575. Oh, nice. For one. Yeah. So I want to hit six. I'm going to go 535, 75, and then six. So, nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. Well, let me, let me offer some other sweet stuff here. I'm going to switch. <clears throat> uh, couple of uh, iTunes reviews. We are actually, and every once in a while, listeners, if you're not familiar, I'll read through some of these. It's We get paid in reviews <laughs> instead of in dollars. But what's encouraging is we actually, the Iron Army here, has uh, generated 187 reviews for us, which is actually more than a lot of the other um, generally considered large podcasts. Um, so here's a couple. The first one says, to delight and instruct. These guys, and sometimes gals, strike a nice balance between meathead practicality and egghead science. That's Dr. Dave L456. So, interesting little way to put that. Poetic, meathead practicality, egghead science. Number two, uh, Real Iron Warriors. Excellent job. No other podcaster show compares from the science right down to the gym talk. And the pizza. God, this endless pizza. Who, who else pizza? supplies you with pizza? <laughs> yeah. I look forward to every show. Always something new and interesting. Keep it up, Iron Brothers. You know, it just shows to our radio listeners who's busy on this podcast and who's not because well, I never get any phone calls. But then again, I don't have a. Oh, well, actually, you did last time. You did. I don't have. Well, yeah, sometimes I get the handheld one. But yeah. uh, this next one is. Uh, oh, by the way, that last one was by JJ Bruiser. This next one is by Gary Achilles, uh, September fifth. I know how much you guys want reviews, and I never write these, but this is a great podcast. I've been through about 60 to 70 episodes and get extremely excited every Thursday when new shows come out. Uh, I'm glad I found a resource that helps my lifting so much. Keep it up. You guys are awesome. So thank you, Gary. Thank you. Uh, I'll just do a couple of these. Next one, great information with a mix of testosterone. I have yet to find a more entertaining and educational podcast in weight training or any training for that matter. At times, they do promote the muscle head stereotype and even poke fun at themselves occasionally on this. But most of the time, it's in good fun. However, make no mistake that the guys know what they are talking about, and you would be hard-pressed not to learn something from these podcasts. I'm just faking it. Are you faking <laughs> it? Yeah, man. I think you are a real meathead. 
<laughs> I don't think you're faking that. That's Chai546. Uh, this next one says, a high-quality mix of science and gym talk. The guys of Iron Radio rock. If you're into strength training of any kind or want to get healthier and stronger for your sport, this is the podcast for you. A nice mix of science, gym talk, interviews, and humor. It's a shame it's not more than one time per week. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine doing it more than once a week. <laughs> We're killing ourselves here. Uh, next the one. The pizzas are flying out of the oven. They are. They're flying out of the oven. This next one says, great show. Just started listening. Really enjoy how straightforward and honest the show is while continuing to be informative. Great show. Keep up the good work. That's by Two Big Mutts. So, and it's, it's funny. Quite a few of these actually make comments about how straightforward we are. But, but I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, we're kind of consumer advocates, you know, but I, I guess we just tell it like it is. Mm. Uh, number seven. Awesome podcast. Highly experienced strength athletes speaking about interesting topics in strength sports. The nutrition discussions are on point. The guests are superstars of the biz, and the training recommendations are excellent. As a focused strength trainee, I often lack like-minded individuals to discuss my plans, methods, and goals. Iron Radio makes an excellent companion. Very funny, informational, and highly motivating. One of the best training resources that I have come across, and it's free. That's by DC2627. I think that was really well written, actually. Mm-hmm. Hey, a bunch of cheap bastards start paying us. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll cut off the pizzas. <laughs> and then there's some others here. Unbiased and entertaining, best lifting podcast, uh, things like that. So I'm not going to bore people any, any longer, but we appreciate those kind of reviews very much. Um, like I said, we sort of get paid in that as a currency. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, I've got some science news to share. I suppose we could do that before we get to our topic of the day. And everyone with Phil back in the third chair, so to speak, um, we're going to do a topic today that's sort of tongue-in-cheek, which is uh, um, how to stay a twink, how to remain small. Uh, we're going <laughs> to give some you know, uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, suggestions on how you can be uh, small. You know, it, It's almost like a you know, worse mistake sort of thing, but... We'll get to that right, in just a little yeah. bit. Let me just share this quickly. These are just things that come across my desk. I thought this little news blurb was interesting. September 20th from Science Daily. It says, nutrient in eggs and meat may influence gene expression from in- infancy to adulthood. So what they're looking at here is they're looking at pregnant women. And it says, consuming greater amounts of choline, again, a nutrient that's very rich in eggs and meat, during pregnancy may lower an infant's vulnerability to stress-related illness, such as mental health disturbances and chronic conditions like hypertension later in life. Uh, in an early study in the FASEB journal, nutrition scientists and obstetricians at Cornell uh, and also University of Rochester Medical Center found that higher than normal amounts of choline in the diet during pregnancy changed epigenetic markers, modifications on our DNA that tell genes to switch on or off to go gangbusters or to keep low profile in the fetus. So we've, we've touched actually once or twice on epigenetics before, and there's some great YouTube videos on this stuff. But the whole idea here is, you know, if you've got a gene that epigenetically is switched off, you might as well not have the gene. That's a good thing uh, sometimes. So it's interesting that basically what they did was they, they fed these women extra choline, you know, um, and the study was sponsored by, uh, like, uh, you know, the Egg Nutrition Center, National Cattlemen's Beef Association. So you could say, oh, well, look who it's funded by, but... They, they gave them supplements and uh, food sources of choline. Um, 
and they let me see what they tell you what they did here. Uh, the team found that a higher maternal choline intake led to a greater amount of DNA methylation. And everybody, that's just one of the ways you switch genes on and off. Um, and it says choline is one of a handful of nutrients that provides methyl groups for this process. Uh, study authors say that the findings raise exciting possibility that choline may be used therapeutically in cases where excess maternal stress could cause anxiety. Not, you know, not just for her, but actually for the developing fetus. Um, and might make the fetal's uh, HPA axis more reactive. So the hypothalamic pitu- uh, pituitary gonadal axis, or that's, you know, your stress hormone kind of system. And uh, anyway, it says, while more research is needed, Caudill says that her message to pregnant women should be to consume a diet that includes choline-rich foods and eggs, like uh, or foods such as eggs and lean meat. Animal products are richer sources. Uh, and so one of the things that I'm bringing this up, one of the reasons is by giving these women more than the RDA for choline. I think they gave them about double, if I remember right. Uh, and they took, like, cord blood samples uh, from the placenta, you know, and there was increased choline in there. But interestingly, the choline seemed to lessen the expression of certain genes. It led to 33% lower cortisol in the blood of the babies. Uh, I think the women were getting 900, uh, a little over 900 milligrams a day. So this is very interesting because, to me, there's been uh, research over the last, I don't know, decade or so, two decades even, that phospholipids like uh, phosphatidylcholine, there's that C or choline, um, may actually reduce stress, reduce cortisol responses and things like that. So this is further evidence that these things beneficially, uh, whether it's switching off uh, cortisol-related genes in a de- developing fetus or I'm going to read you something in here in just a second, or whether it's adult uh, they seem to be anti-stress, anti-cortisol. So, you know, you put enough training stress on yourself. You don't want to bathe in cortisol on top of that. So let me just uh, share a few things from this. This is from the Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition, 2007. Uh, it's called Phospholipids and Sports Performance, Jaeger and Colleagues. This says uh, the participation in prolonged, intense exercise, since I know listeners are about that, they're probably thinking, what's up with the pregnant... You know, moms, Lonnie, let's get to the training. Okay, well, again, that was suggestive, and then now so is this. The participation in prolonged, intense exercise has been shown to reduce circulating choline concentrations in some individuals. As choline is a precursor to the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which out there you guys know who are interested in biology, that's part of the whole, you know, action potential muscle contraction thing. These findings uh, encourage researchers to investigate the hypothesis that supplementation with PC or choline salts could enhance sports performance. Although the available data that evaluates the effects of PC supplementation on performance are equivocal, acute oral supplementation with phosphatidylcholine, um, 200 milligrams uh, per kg, has been demonstrated to improve performance in a variety of sports activities where exercise has depleted the circulating choline concentrations. Again, very hard training uh, exercise does this. Short-term oral supplementation with a soy-derived phosphatidylserine uh, has been reported to attenuate circulating cortisol. So here, again, it, that's phosphatidylserine, not phosphatidylcholine. But again, these kinds of things are interesting because it seems like choline, phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylserine, that they may, in fact, improve um muscular performance and reduce stress uh, by different mechanisms. 
so that's the news that I've got for today. Just thought it was interesting. Again, these kinds of things come across my desk. Hey, uh, Lonnie, here's a question for you that was uh, broached from me yesterday. I had somebody at the gym. Describe the differences between when you're talking about somebody brought the D vitamins and, you know, the difference between D3 and D6 or whatever it is. But what are the differences between those? Your body creates active vitamin D3. So your liver will put a hydroxyl group on there. Your kidneys will put another hydroxyl group on there. So you end up with 125-dihydroxyvitamin D3. Uh, your body will make it. I think the big thing about vitamin D is it's a hormone, right? So if you get enough sunshine on your face and arms, like 20 minutes or so, three times a week is the usual suggestion, then you'll take a cholesterol precursor. Again, because cholesterol is a precursor to vitamin D, it's a hormone, just like cholesterol is a precursor to testosterone, let's say. And anyway, so your body builds it. Um, there's different types of vitamin D that you can get in your diet. So, so, are, so I'm sorry. Are you saying that the, when you say I or K though? What's that? So when you say you're getting D3, you're buying like a D3 uh, vitamin supplement. You're getting one that's more um, easily available for your body's use. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'd have to look into some, ex, you know, read up on vitamin D3. But as far as I'm concerned, most of the offered vitamin D3 in supplement form is going to be fine. It's going to be usable by your body. It's going to do what you want it to do. I don't think people should uh, fret over the kind of vitamin D they're getting. Like there is ergocalciferol in milk, and that might not be um, be the equivalent. Uh, I'll get, although even not all milks use that. So um, maybe I'll try to put together a little treatise on D3, you know, vitamin D supplements and stuff, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. I just don't want to steer anybody wrong. Right on. Okay, uh, let's, let's go ahead and just take a, a brief break. And when we come back, we'll have a, uh, <laughs> mocking episode on how to stay small. <laughs> we'll be back. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's LonMan7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So... Uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website, and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. Hello, Iron Radio listeners. This is Dr. Lowry. I just want to offer an update on the Protein and Resistance exercise book that you hear about in ads at the end of the show. The publisher and I realize that the textbooks have become expensive. This one's $99. So individual electronic chapters have been made available for $20. US As with Iron Radio, my primary drive here is to get valid, reliable information into the hands of fellow lifters. So if you simply Google CRC Press Protein, 
you'll find the page where the book is sold. By clicking on ebook purchase at the right, you'll be taken to a page with free introductory parts of the book, as well as each chapter in electronic PDF format. There's also links uh, to other sources in this version. So whether you're interested in an academic heavy hitter like Dr. Peter Lemon sharing protein's history and strength training, or you're a biochem nerd like me and you want to just look at chapter two on protein synthesis and breakdown, or if you want to cut to the chase and get to a chapter on using protein weight control or case studies, you can now do so for just 20 bucks. So please check out CRC Press Protein and see which chapter topic may interest you. Thanks. Like your weekly fix of Iron Radio? In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once-per-week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. Welcome back, Iron Radio listeners. Um, we're going to get into our topic of the day today, which is a little bit of a funny one. It's uh, how to stay small. <laughs> but, if you, but if you interpret that the way it can be uh, used to your advantage, it's basically what not to do if you actually do desire to be somewhat big and strong. So, I, Let me kick this off with some nutritional stuff. I'm going to recommend that the, our listeners who are really, really interested in staying as small as possible, that they <laughs> skip meals, right? Skip yeah. them. You don't want them. You know, breakfast, don't need it. You know, uh, <laughs> Carrying stuff with you, like to the gym or you know, for before or after the gym, leave it at home. Keep it at home. You don't want that. So I would skip those meals, especially around the workout or even in the morning after a fast. Yeah. I, I, that's Make what, sure you're really hungry before you put more food in your mouth. That's funny, you know, Phil, that you bring that up because I was gonna, I was actually about to say, yeah, wait until you, you know when those you have those hunger pains where you're actually it's actually starting to become uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Wait till you feel that before you have any sort of meal. Eat real slow too. Like chew your food a hundred times. Yeah. Let that duodenal reflex kick in, so your you know, your body instantly knows. Oh, I'm getting full. Better stop now. Better stop after that freaking half a potato. Yeah. <laughs> have a low cal appetizer maybe to slow you down. Yeah. <laughs> These are all great ideas for staying small. Because essentially, yeah, if you wait till you are starving. I think you're just going to be, you know, your body's going to be dining on your pecs for a protein. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> just off your pecs. If you go out on a date, just get the salad. You know, make sure you don't want to, you don't want to actually get a real meal. Yep. The salad. Yep. You know what else I would suggest too? When you do have meals, you make those meals low fat and low carb. You might as well just go both ways. You know, keep them low. Like a low dry fat. piece of tilapia. <laughs> That's go. it. Yep. Oven baked. You know, yep. you put butter on it. That's that's calories and fat. So you just some you know, sprig of parsley and some lemon <laughs> zest. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I bet Phil eats that way. I can, oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Whenever you go out to eat and you have the choice, always get the steamed broccoli, not the loaded baked potato. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> or ask for the alternate. Do you ask if they have an alternate menu for somebody who's? Yeah, you eat off the senior or small person's menu. <laughs> <laughs> they always have those 500 calorie meal choices. 
Right. That's where you can eat at, <laughs> uh, that would be nice. Yeah. Count calories. Count those calories. You know, that's what you need to focus. Keeping those nice and low. You know, yeah. the carb, carbs are fattening, right? So. Yeah. And uh, fat's fattening. So don't eat them. Stay small. Spend 90% of your gym time in the room with all the bikes and treadmills. Oh, well, hey, that's that's how gyms are built these days, right? I mean, oh. there are 99 treadmills and one squat rack. Exactly. Spend all your time over there. Uh, I've got another training one. Once you're in the gym, uh, really do lots and lots of sets. I mean, 12, 15 sets for biceps, you know, maybe 25 for back. You know, follow those routines uh, like a pro bodybuilder shows you in a, in a muscle magazine. That's going to be gold. Yeah, make sure, you, make sure you do at least a minimum of 50 work sets for biceps. Yeah. 50. Nice. And like 48 of those have to come before you get to your top loads. <laughs> so you want to really use that energy on the ladder. Side. Yeah, you, you want to look, look at the pyramiding system as a ramp. And you want that ramp to be real <laughs> nice and long and low yeah. <laughs> so you can really pick up speed. Yeah. So you're only peeking out probably halfway down the dumbbell rack or something yeah. like that because yeah. Yeah, so by awesome. the time you get you know an hour and a half in or so you're you're peeking out you, you know you're that's when you're reaching for those forty pounders. Yeah, you just want to look like you can curl twenty pounds. You don't actually need to do. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's almost a gig on some bodybuilders. I <laughs> spend a lot of time with those fives and get yeah. nice and hot. <laughs> Make sure you're locking your groove and your technique. Lock in your groove. Yeah, with the lavender plastic dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, that'll be good. So, yeah, junk sets. Uh, oh, Rob, you had a good one. Um, what do you suggest that the, the small guys want to do? They want to avoid what kind of training? Lower body training. There yeah. Yeah. And make sure that, for God's sakes, remember, if you do engage in any sort of lower body training, make sure, again, it's just two hours of junk sets with leg extensions. Yeah, seated position leg training. Yes! There you go. And make sure you're counting to at least 30 on your concentric parts of your leg yes. extensions. So you're really feeling the burn. Feel the burn. Yep, leg extensions. I'm loving that. Yeah, which means you should probably not go much above 20 pounds on that one. These guys are on the fast track to 19-inch wheels already, I can tell. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, burning high-rep quad extension, leg extensions. Make sure you never, like, your face shouldn't change colors because you're straining so hard. You should always stay kind of a nice, pasty pale yeah, calm. while you're training. Yeah, yeah, yeah calm and pasty. When you're training anything, including lower body, you should always be able to maintain a very, very civil conversation with your mother on your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. In yeah, fact... Yeah. <laughs> Do engage in a conversation with your mother on the cell phone when you are doing any sort of like Oh, they're a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Because your gym your gym colleagues are gonna love that anyway. Yeah, oh yeah. you can you can text while you like use the Smith machine. You know. Okay. Yeah. Multitask, man. It's two thousand twelve. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you case in point, um I had a friend when we were young and um unfortunately he succumbed uh to leg training. You know, he actually left the leg extension, and to his, you know, shame and detriment, he he squatted, and the guy put on like I don't know, twenty, twenty-five pounds in under six months. Oh, oh he oh. really fell off the wagon. I really yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, 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 because that'll do that to you. You know, the squat rack is your enemy. You know, the yeah, power rack. You don't do that because it's kind of uncomfortable. Uh, yep. In fact, in fact, that's a good rule of thumb too. Anything that you find gives a higher level of discomfort. L lower that, that way down on your list of priorities. 
Yeah. You want to you want to always base your training around fitting into the most stylish jeans. So you don't want to have to look for sizes too small or too big for your waist and stuff like that. That's right. Jeans and shirts. Yeah, either yeah. one. Straight leg women's jeans. Yeah, there you go. There. Yeah. That 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 that's your calculating measurement. Hey, it's one of the, it's one of the many benefits of, you know, of the staying small, which is why we're trying to help listeners who want to yeah. stay small, right? Like you can buy uh slim guy shirts and and yep. what you say women's stretch jeans. Yeah, medium, extra extra medium shirts. Oh, no, I have pizza. Hey. Yeah, I'm not See, there's one. a guy that's not interested in staying small cuz he's ordering pizza. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm just not going to be one of the the uh Stick figure champions here, yeah. Mr. Puniverse. If you to- ever do get something like a pizza, you can't eat the delivery vehicle. Well, meaning the, the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Even though uh-huh. I actually got to just pick the toppings off, pick the peppers and stuff like that off there. Leave the other stuff for me. <laughs> Leave it for Phil because he's already lost the Mr. Puniverse yeah. competition. So, yeah. He's much too large. He's made many mistakes from this. Here's one. Here's one. I actually travel a lot. I lost like 12 pounds on my trip. Okay. For some reason. So really high stress life. Um, travel a lot. Make sure you stay just stressed out to the max. Stress is times. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of ties back to what we were saying about make sure that you just leave the food at home. Don't pack meals. Don't bring stuff with you. Don't, you know, go ahead and skip those meals. Travel's really going to help with that. That's a great idea. That's a great tip. Uh-huh. Travel will help you skip meals, and it'll crank up the cortisol. So you're you're already dining on your pecs, you're fasting so much, so the cortisol will just ravage them even more. Yeah, if you want to stay small, it's a good idea to buy hook, line, and sinker into the whole philosophy that to get bigger, you don't need to get stronger. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, any thought that you need to ever increase your bench press above 185, actually develop an Olympian physique, no, you don't. Yeah. And keep that... Keep that idea that you can stay around eight percent all the time. Oh, no, that's you should, a real nice yeah. one, yeah. Or if less. Eight percent, Matt. Yeah, you're on the fast track to to uh, staying small. Yeah. yeah. Con- consider consider four percent body fat a nice nice hovering percentage to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to move towards bulking up those muscles. There you go. There you go. And I'll, I'll tell you, I can. Um, I've only got one more thing on my list here, um, and I think. It would really behoove listeners who are going for the maximum smallness to basically micromanage your diet. So especially with dietary supplements, right? We were talking about specialty supplements last week. I'm going to suggest you you go and you really focus on the ads in a muscle magazine and really just, you know, swallow what they have to offer. Believe them. Don't question them. You know, don't be critical minded. You've got goals, right? And so... I would really focus on micromanaging 200 milligrams of this or that herb or metabolite or different supplement. That's where you want to focus all your attention. You don't want to eat, uh, like Phil does, the buckets of rice and, and whole chickens in there and stuff like uh, that. Or Phil, you know, Rob's pinning down cows and eating them like a tyrannosaur. You don't want to do that. You want to focus on these, you know, like a low-cal kind of powdered supplement or, mm-hmm. you know, some of the herbal stuff. I think all these things are really going to be key. The ads will really, really, really motivate you, but I can almost guarantee over the long haul you're going to stay very small. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> and waste all your time trying to time perfectly your pre, during, and post supplementation drinks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Count and every make, gram and, every minute. You bet. And make sure that none of those supplement drinks have any, anything to do with weight gaining. That's right. Nothing over like six grams of carbs. Because that's, that's just way too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'll ruin the fat burning effect from the workouts. Yeah. You can't. And that's what, that's the whole point of a workout. Get right. burned more fat. That's right. You, know. you, don't want to, you don't want to ruin that. Yeah. And then you know, definitely, I mean, you've got it. Never, never train hard for more than, what is it? It's like 45 minutes now, I think. You should never go for a workout that lasts any longer than that, no matter what. Um, yeah, that, that kind of goes gonna, with the, you know, there you're micromanaging your workout just as cleverly as you're micromanaging your diet, right? So yeah. really, yeah, fuss and fret about yeah. every gram, every calorie, every minute. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, instead of, I mean, you don't want to do something as foolish as what Rob or I have done in the past, which is, you know, you barrel forward, and I don't feel you subscribe to this too, but we just try to eat to such an extent that we overcome all these daily variables. Well, you don't want to do that. You're going to calculate, baby. You're going to calculate away as if there are no extraneous variables coming in and out of your real life. And, you know, <clears throat> it's just going to enable you to keep that nice trim physique yeah. there. You know, if you really want to stay small, make sure that when you're making that all-important choice of a training partner, you choose somebody who's more twinkish than you are. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to choose somebody who's bigger or stronger because that might actually inspire you to actually meet them at that yeah. level. At, yeah. That's no good. I mean, who the hell yeah. needs that? You know, you start off at 130 and all of a sudden before you know it, you're 135. That's yeah. no good. Another small dude will have similar bad habits like you. You know, he'll, make, he'll be making similar choices. Uh, well, yeah, and you guys like can each, I mean, you can talk. Your workout's only 45 minutes. You can spend like 35 of that talking on how you micromanage all your supplementation. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that you just ran and bought from the you know, most recent um, yeah, muscle and fiction or whatever. And always remember that whole gibberish about people saying bodybuilding is an illusion. No, it's not. You have to be small and weigh nothing. <laughs> That's right. Weigh yourself every day. You know, make sure you're on that scale. That's a you can you can micromanage. And if you can lose between one and three pounds a week, you're right on track. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if you ever gain, for God's sake, never gain more than a pound in a week ever. ever. Oh yeah. Well, that, that kind of falls back to that crashing through barriers, you know, like yeah. the, the terrible mistake that Rob and I have made in the past. Which no is, kidding. You know, just trying to – in fact, we wrote an article about that once. You don't want to go there. Yeah. You really don't want to go there. Crashing through barriers by getting oh. more aggressive than the rest of the factors in your life. Yeah, you got to take gonna the slow climb. For, yeah, for your uh, smallness goals. Yeah. Slow, long-term climb. And bounce around a lot. Never do a training program for more than like a week and a half, ever. You don't want to stick to anything. You want got to keep teasing yourself and oh, that's a good tricking one. your body. Yeah, that's good. That's right. Yeah. Muscle confusion. <laughs> yeah. That's going yeah. out too. <laughs> You've got to John Mike. That's one of his favorite comments is <laughs> people going about muscle confusion. Yes, yeah. just keep yourself keep yourself confused. <laughs> so <laughs> never do the same curl in the same week ever. <laughs> you know, you got to mix yeah. that stuff up. 
yeah, and experiment so. a lot with the with the with the fine point nuances of every isolation single joint movement you can find. Oh yeah. So oh. further to what Phil is saying, if you're doing a dumbbell curl, make sure you're constantly experimenting with the, the different <laughs> different variables and the different degrees of That's, which you can supinate your wrist in that. Make sure, and, and and of course you can never do that if you're using really any kind of weight. So you, you you'll probably have to stick again with those lavender dumbbells, and that's that's just yeah. all parts win there. Yeah. Oh yeah, spider curls. I mean, come on, you know, work specifically yeah. on the peak there. Uh, seated curls, standing curls. I I, th- I think I'd probably avoid a like an Olympic bar. Yeah. That's just going to lead you down the wrong path, probably. You're that's starting to lean into a. That's way too, way too close to the edge of awesomeness. Yeah, right. um, never, you know, when you when you aren't talking, when you're actually lifting, never rest. Just never, you never want to fully recover to where you can actually do an inkling of your actual ability. You want to keep it going. So lots of circuits, just you know, seven, eight, ten exercises where you're bouncing from one to the other. Mm, I'm liking um, that. Yeah, because I mean, you're going to you, guarantee that, that your force output is yeah. minimal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in that way, I mean, if somebody ever does talk you into like touching a barbell, make sure like let's say you're going to squat, you've got to do like you got to do calf raises, leg extensions, leg curls, um, seven or eight other things before you jump on the squat as the last part of the of the circuit. So you're nice and wore out, and you can only use like 65 pounds for that. Yeah. I, I much oh. rather see you, you know, listeners are in this category. I much rather see you with a, a pink plastic dumbbell in either hand, doing lunges up and down the gym floor. That's what I want yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, why should you squat 200 pounds if you can pre-exhaust your quads into oblivion? Yeah. Then you only have to use 95 pounds. Oh, I know. Especially, I mean, if in the right lighting, you can almost look like someday you might weigh 200 pounds. Who cares if you can squat it? Hey, yeah, I uh, like that. That's another good tip for these guys. <clears throat> I mean, you, you don't want to stay small. Just stand in the right lighting all the time. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Because then you yeah. you could stay as small as you like. You know, you just get the advantageous lighting and get the right. look, whatever whatever it is that look you want. There it is. You can have that. Make sure every chance you can, the night before you got to go train, you go out and, like, party it hard with your buddies. Yeah. Never get rest the night before. Never pay attention to what's coming up the next day because that's another part of that trick in your body. You've got to be ready for any situation. There's no telling if, like, a nuclear holocaust is going to happen before you have to do something hard. So go get ripped. Yeah. Go get ripped yeah. the night before, and then you've got to force yourself to do well. Yeah, the night before, that. substitute two or three meals with, with a bottle of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you realize you're setting people up. They're going to go... They're going to go get ripped. They're going to wake up and puke. Then they're going to go to the gym and shoot the rack with pink dumbbells up to, up to what? All of 20 pounds. <laughs> Throw up again. Spend all the time cocking the lights over the mirror, getting, staring in the mirror. Well, that's Doing another way. exhaust. Well, yeah, but that way if they eat, at least they'll puke it up. So if they accidentally eat too much, they'll, they'll chuck it on out. That's know? right. You know, here's a weird fact. I don't know, just throwing this out, but actually when people vomit, you only evacuate as I recall, like one-third to two-thirds of your stomach. You don't actually get rid of all those calories. So luckily, the only thing in these guys' stomach is going to be the 200 milligrams of some ridiculous root or herb. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so we're still good there. Exactly. And a couple shots of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> right, and the remaining yeah. vodka. Yeah. yeah, and they're so starving anyways, it'll only take a drink or two to get there. So that the yeah. only thing that will be in their blood is alcohol. Plus I've and heard alcohol, well, not just heard, I've actually seen research uh that it increases muscle damage markers from workouts. So that's right. ideal in this situation, right? You can blood it'll draw help. and things like CK and ALT, AST, much higher 
these damage markers as as the muscles just give up the ghost. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll help. It'll help keep those hormone levels nice and even keel way down there where we want them. We don't ever want those coming up. Oh, that's true. The alcohol would keep yeah. the testosterone levels low because yeah. testosterone is going to be your enemy. Yeah. We already talked about keeping stress levels high for, with the whole yeah. cortisol. And remember, thing. as far as as far as entertainment, whether it be film or music or what have you, make sure that it's all of the lighter fare. So in, instead yeah. of going to that new Jason Statham movie, movie, go see the new Pixar movie. Yeah. Okay. Instead of listening to uh, the new album by Decapitated, make sure you buy the new Best of Elton John Greatest Hits. There you go, Richard Marks. Yeah. 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 Nice. Keep, keep yeah. things nice and fluffy. That kind of goes with facial expressions, like Phil saying, you know, keep that calm, pasty face. Yeah, the headphones are headphones are lightly uh, playing Richard Marks or Elton John. Yeah. This is all brilliant. Yeah. This is good. At least, like, you know, when it comes to cardio, I n- never do any sprints, nothing short and hard where you rest plenty. And and get cardio and get at least, like, 8 to 10 hours of long, slow cardio in a week. Um, yeah, you at, know, and I, I say do that as part of your, you know, do the high high rep with the weights and everything. Actually, do the do the cardio before you hit the weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's definitely. Definitely. That, yeah. That's part of your warm-up. Yeah, an hour and a half, two hours, you're good to go. Now yeah. you're ready. Now you're ready. And for your- then you're ready to get the groove on, and then you're yeah. ready to start your pyramid. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and when you you're done do your them- pyramid, then you're ready to pre-exhaust. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you do that. You do that cardio fasted, and then all you have before your workout is some BCAAs. You know, that's it. No real calories there. Just some amino acids. Because you don't want any of the workout. A bottle of vodka. Yeah. Yeah. And a joint. You know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Keep it mellow. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, while you over over a joint, you can talk about um, you know your most recent um, muscle magazine herb purchase, you know, and how that's going to give you the physique of your dreams or whatever. So. And make sure that you never ever master the art of relaxing. Always stay amped up. If if possible, always be taking artificial stimulants, both legal and non. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I was gonna get it. We get it. If you want to push it, go for meth, buddy. You'll be there. Okay. <laughs> I'm backing off. <laughs> Not gonna have listeners call them. I'm spitting teeth. You told me to do meth. <laughs> My complexion's no longer. And my family's luxurious. gone. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> I think I think that's a. <laughs> That's a treasure trove, listeners, of, um, you know, how to get small. Like Rob said, how to stay small. These are all yeah. fantastic ideas. And, you know, the truth of it is it's exactly what you see people doing. I mean, I think all three of us, there's been times in our lives where we felt like we were preaching the gospel to people just like that, you know, trying to reverse their plight, you know, because it's, it's amazing that with the Elton John blasting and the, the focus on micromanaging their diet and, you know, they're skipping meals and micromanaging, counting everything. They can't figure out why, why they're stuck, you know, yeah. why they're small. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think you just need more common sense. It, it, you would think it would be common sense anyway, yeah. but maybe it's, it's not so common. Well, you know, it, it really does, um, push towards that idea that a lot of people do have, you know, a success phobia. You know, in different aspects of life, but, you know, in the channels that we're talking about, you know, some people I think are actually scared of the idea of that, oh, you know, I could actually achieve a bit of mass. Yeah. I could actually achieve that SWAT that I've been dreaming about. You know, and I, I think there's something to that. Yeah, a lot of these guys, they overthink 
Um, I'm guilty myself of doing that sometimes, but that's why bro science or gym science gets a hold of people because you know they go on and on about something that seems logical if you think mm-hmm. about it long enough and hard enough, but it's not really physiological. You know, I had an old prof used to say, Lonnie, just because it's logical doesn't mean it's physiological. In other words, if you want to know, you got to go look, whether it's in the lab or try it or or whatever. You have to actually go see if this pans out. So no, no matter how elegant the theory, you know, you got to go actually look and see what what's the result. Well, I mean, then you get training wise, and nobody ever. It, it looks sexy to have a program like it's leg day, and you've got. 15 exercises instead of like it's leg day and you've got two. Yeah. You know, there is, <laughs> no, there's, yeah. there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth yeah. to that because o- you see a lot of. Overexcited, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You see a lot of young guys come in. You can see these big, you know, elongated training programs. Yeah. And you just think this is asinine. And, and again, it's a complexity thing. I mean, yeah. um, I remember in journalism school, we went, my teacher once said that, you know, he could always tell somebody who is a kind of a a rookie writer because he always tried to make everything sentences and everything, you know, his use of big words and, you know, yeah. very complex sentence structures. And he said, you know, keep it simple. You know, the people who are, and I think that applies through a lot, a lot of spectrum of a lot of things in this life, you know, uh-huh. the people who actually are, um, you know, more advanced, um, senior members of a, of a, you know, of a clique that, you know, or, or a subculture that they, they tend to be the people that, you know, have kind of reverted back to simplicity. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you and, see experienced guys become full circle. Even Einstein himself said, you know, when you explain something, keep it as simple as possible, but not simpler, right? You don't want to dumb yeah. it down to the point that it's wrong, but keep it as yeah. simple as possible, just not simpler. And yeah. I mean, you can see that in the way, like you said, Rob, the way people write or they'll try to get pedantic or in some of these advertisements in muscle magazines and stuff, they're purposely trying to throw in a whole lot of uh, scientific terminology, stuff that's slightly baffling. It leaves you thinking, oh, that sounds impressive, you know, and but it just sort of flies below your your critical faculties there. Yeah. You're left thinking that <clears throat> sounds impressive, but, you know, yeah, the, the crazy routines. Rob, you know uh, better than Phil and I that behind the scenes at a magazine – you know these guys, their supposed routine in the magazine that might be stuff that they've poorly articulated to you, but it's way over embellished compared to you know ninety percent of the readers who are reading that they don't need that right and no and you know way, like they they need that you know and a lot of those routines are just snapshots I always used to say to people they're snapshots of a, of a routine um, a given pro or you know top competitor might have done at some point. Doesn't mean that's what they do all the time, and it certainly doesn't mean that. Again, like you're saying, Lonnie, yes, a lot of them embellish, just because it sounds better. You know, yeah. it sounds better. Like 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 Phil's saying. I mean, the whole industry of muscle media. Uh, think where it would be right now if you know if um, you know Joe journalist calls up Joe Mr. Olympia competitor and says, Hey, what do you do for squats? And as Phil says, he says, Well, you know, or for legs. And you know, as Phil says, you know, he says, Well, you know, I do. Uh, you know, five working sets of squats, and then I go and do uh, you know stiff like deadlifts. Right. I mean, th- yeah. that, that then I go out for steak and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So in a yeah, bottle that of vodka. That's sexy. Yeah, that's just not sexy. You're right. So they yeah. So they got to make this sort of a split routine with all these specialty techniques and intensity techniques and this and that. And it's like you know this guy. And you know, I and I've said this that. before, but I remember one of the greatest things I ever heard a pro bodybuilder say is at a seminar once Sean Ray somebody said what do you do for your biceps and his response was same thing you do same things you do 
Yeah. And I in that never left me. That was like 20 years ago and I that never left me that that when he said that. I thought, you know, if people could really a lot like young guys especially could really wrap their heads around the true truth of that statement, you know, and realize that there is no silver bullet with this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think whether it's complexity or whether it's the number of sets or the kinds of, you know, thinking about the supplements and all this, more is not always better. You know, yeah. you've got to learn, I mean, what's a theme across the guests that we've had on the show? It's keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the protein synthesis science that we've shared on the show before, it looks like for a given movement, three to five sets and you've pretty much stimulated protein synthesis there. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff on top of that is, you know, I, I'm not saying there's no time for finishing work or other things, but yeah, too much complexity is, uh, it's, it's the calling card of, I think, of the intermediate. Right. Good way of putting it, yeah. All right, guys. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. A little tongue in cheek. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys, until next week. That one. Right on. Bye. Thanks a lot. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. Hey, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry, and I'm just bringing you a sneak peek only for Iron Radio listeners at this point. If you Google CRC Press, Lowry, L-O-W-E-R-Y, and Protein, you can be some of the first people on the planet to see this book. It's specifically for strength athletes, Everything on the safety of high-protein diets, the efficacy, the dosing, the types, practical applications and case studies. This is a textbook. It's not what I would call an industry book. This is not pseudoscience. This is the state-of-the-art science. And if someone wants to critique you on your extra protein intake, this will be something you can hold up and say, this is what the liter literature says about stressed kidneys or bone loss or gout or dehydration or increased muscle mass over time or leanness or what types are best this is the ultimate source in one place little disclosure here i do make a single digit percentage of royalties on this book it's such a low amount however obviously i've done it for that purpose i did it because like you i want to have something i can hold up in one place that's modern literature instead of what a, perhaps a health educator might tell you about the benefits and the potential concerns if there are any on ample protein diets specific to a population like ours. Thank you. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.